Bum, 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 It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, 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 in the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie, shipwrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shows nibbling at my toes. Fun, 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 Thanks very much for joining us once again for Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast, live from Post Pop. <laughs> I never say that. Live from Post Pop Records in the heart of London town, or the, or the kind of east of London the town. Heart of the Docklands. <laughs> yeah, opposite the O2 if you want to come and, and hang out. Um, yeah, so we are here to do the second episode of Series 4, and that episode is called DNA. What does DNA stand for, Daniela? It stands for Daniela. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> like, what? The cheesy pickup line. Is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, well, before we get to that, how are you, Daniela? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. That's good. What have, what have you been up to? Um, not a lot. Puzzles. How, how are your puzzles? People want to know, how are your puzzles getting on? I finished the murder mystery puzzle. Yeah. So I went over to Daniela's house to, to <laughs> fix her TV, basically. And... Um, on the table, there was she. She wasn't lying. There was a murder mystery puzzle, puzzle sitting there on on the, on the <laughs> yeah, table. I just finished it. Yeah, so it looked pretty good to be honest. Yeah, it it was uh, it was very enjoyable, but um, we didn't get the solution, unfortunately. It no, it, it looked quite hard. I it was very very complicated. What did you actually have to do? Like find find clues in within the puzzle, the puzzle to find out who the murderer was and. Yeah. Although we got the clues mm-hmm. and could understand what what had been what had transpired somewhat, yeah. we we didn't figure out who the murderer was. Okay, well, yeah, that's that. That's th- I think you should do it at Christmas, really. Then, like a normal. Well, yeah, I meant thing. I meant to do it at Christmas, but I just ran out of time and I went away. For when we do our uh, Murder She Wrote podcast, I'm so hyped <laughs> I'm about this. I'm so you know hyped. I didn't realize how popular Murder She Wrote is. Murder She Wrote People is amazing. People love yeah. it. How, how are you with the Father Dowling mysteries? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm down with Father Dowling. But I used to fancy that nun quite a lot. Stephanie. Stephanie. Oh yeah. man, don't give me memories again. It's all flooding back now. Stephanie. Yeah, it wasn't. Dowling. It wasn't one of my favourites, but no. I did enjoy it. Did you see the episode of Murder She Wrote where she goes to Universal Studios? No, I don't think I have. It's great. She goes on the um on on the tour, and then in the psycho house, she sees she sees uh, <gasps> um Norman Bates's mum in the window. Be um, murdered. I can't remember what else murdered. happened in that oh, episode. That sounds but amazing. I need to, to track that one down. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the later ones because it looked looked quite new. So maybe in the nineties. Yeah. Oh, Murder she wrote is so good. It is. It is one of the best classic. Murder she wrote and, pa- and Poirot are two of my. Favorites. I've never got into Poirot. It's, <gasps> that's that's for like. For when I retire, and, and I've like, got the box set. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Even though the, they're always always on TV, I've that got the sounds box like set. a Daniela with one Phillips thing to do. Yeah, is it on, totally. in, on VHS or is it DVD? Uh, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Yeah. You're not doing it properly. You have to do the VHS. <laughs> it's all like crusty and. Yeah. No. Oh god. Yeah. Um, what have I been up to? Loads of adventures and stuff, and loads of boring things. 
have I had oh I've um I've uh me and my collaborator on the on the films we do we've kind of uh we've trying to do a, a, a werewolf story basically so we've done so far far and uh, an exorcist story though actually it's a love story um and the second one's kind of like a zombie story i don't like calling it a zombie story and they they've kind of done doing the festival circuits and but the third one we're going to do i think is going to be a werewolf one and we've just kind of uh, figured out how to approach it in the script and stuff. Do you not like calling it a zombie story because that's not a politically correct term? I mean, are you supposed to call no. them previously alive people that are now dead? No, to, to, me, to me, it's not a zombie story. It, I mean, things look like zombies running around eating people and stuff, but it's, t- it's not a zo- zombie. Okay. like magical. This isn't magical. This is like real. Okay. But yeah, I'll have to. Sh- maybe I'll show you later. Okay. Um, it's good. Um, yeah, so a whale story. So I don't know what to call it yet. No idea. I was trying to think of a pun on, on the word werewolf, but there's nothing. Or like an anagram of werewolf, but there's nothing good. Anagram of werewolf. That <sighs> calling it owl. That's like um, <laughs> that joke. Um, I used to be a werewolf, but I'm all right now. <laughs> We're good at podcasts, people. We're good at podcasts. Um, yeah, so that's what we've been up to. So Adam, if we get interrupted at any point, it's because uh, a guy is knocking on my door. A guy called Martin, who is actually famous in the arcade community. I'm not joking. This guy, <laughs> he um, delivers and picks up arcade machines for pretty much the entire, all of the UK at a reasonable rate. So um, when I heard he's coming to pick up a Simpsons machine from my office, I was like, wow, I get to meet Martin. So he might interrupt us at some point. Because um, I'm replacing The Simpsons with another machine. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, should we get on to the Red Wolf episode? Let's. Actually, one more thing. One more <gasps> okay. bit of admin. Thank you very, very, very much to Paul Giacchetti. Yes, that big thank you. Yeah, because we interviewed him uh, for the Christmas special about the Red Wolf Encyclopedia. And what did myself and Daniela just receive? Two free copies each of the Red Wolf uh, Encyclopedia, Volumes 1 and Volumes 2. And let's be honest, I need it. Daniela needs it. I really need it. <laughs> yeah. But like these, these things are awesome. It's just like, when I flick through it, just packed full of stats. If you haven't got it already, go and check out, um, it's called Total Immersion, Volume 1 and Volume 2, Red Wolf Encyclopedia. Google it right now and buy it very reasonably priced. Uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't pay for it, but I'm assuming it's very reasonably priced, especially if you're in the UK. Because it's like half the price you would pay in America because of the exchange rate. Brilliant. It is great. And it's essential for Red Dwarf fans. So get it. And if anyone else wants to send us free stuff, we will yeah, do similar I love free stuff. promos. Valentine's um, Day is coming up. Yeah. What do you want for Valentine's Day from the Red Dwarf, uh, um, from the Smegheads uh, out there? I want to say surprise me, but that might terrify me. Um, yeah. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Nothing. Bad question. Nothing. That's really cheesy. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, cool. Well, you must be doing something. No, I Even if it's crying into your pillow or yeah, like... Prob- probably, yeah, probably yeah. crying into my pillow. Okay. I, I hate Valentine's Day. Just shut I just pretend it doesn't... Luckily, it's on a weekend this time, so you don't have to go into, into work and stuff and people don't have to like sit around while other people are getting Get flowers delivered. Yeah. Yeah. How depressing is that for it's, people? Yeah. When you're sitting next to someone who like just gets a million flowers and chocolates and, and they're like, oh, my husband has done this for me. Wow, we've been going out for like 50 years and you're just there just eating a pot noodle (laughs) (sighs) Um, okay so let's get on to Red Wolf Um, so we are doing the episode uh, actually no one more admin is it alright if I butt in one more time another go on then Um, myself and Daniela 
uh, after this is going to be recording uh, a new podcast. It's <laughs> if ex- you didn't have enough of us already. Yeah. It's it's only a very limited edition one. So it's only six episodes of this podcast. Uh, it's going to be about the new series of X-Files. Um, we're not too sure what to call it yet. No. I want to call it X-Rated. No, because I we're don't. rated X-Files. I <laughs> want to call it Smeg-Files. I think that's pretty good. We've had a lot of suggestions on Twitter and oh, I'm not sure. We'll figure it out by the time we do it, which is in like an hour. Um, but yeah, so uh, check that out. Um, just just go to, just type in Smegheads and I'm sure you'll find it on it on on um, iTunes. But yeah, it's going to be about the new series of X-Files, which the first episode was shown in America a few days ago. Um, and yeah, you'll get to hear a version of uh, of Smegheads, but not about Red Dwarf, which is, to be honest, 95% of it at the yeah. moment. <laughs> just got to warn you guys, myself and Daniela have plastic cups full of red wine. Yeah. We're, we're armed and dangerous. So if we say anything a little bit on the edge, then um, we apologise in advance. So Red Dwarf, DNA. Spoiler, this is my favourite episode. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> today, <laughs> Daniela, this, this is my favourite episode today. Daniela has dropped the biggest <laughs> bombshell of all time. You dropped the Hiroshima of like bombshells <laughs> on me. DNA is your favourite episode so far? Yeah. What world are you in? I don't know, but I absolutely loved it. In Upside Down World. Do you know what? It's, it's, a, it's a good episode. I'm not saying it's not. And I mean, I don't no, want to kind of give the game away already, but like, it's, it's, it's nowhere near the best. You really I laughed out loud the most in this episode than I'd laughed okay. at any other episode. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to it. We'll, we'll see. You, you'll have to try and justify to me why this is the best episode because <laughs> okay. I can't I can't bear to think where this is going to come in the Smeghead charts. I cannot bear to think. <laughs> right, okay. So uh, so it all starts off with um, Holly tracking um, a kind of uh, a spaceship, like an alien-type spaceship. And Red Dwarf does the kind of sci-fi thing where it kind of latches on onto it uh, and basically docks. And we see uh, Crichton and Rimmer... Um, walking through this kind of like misty looking ship. This is almost like another kind of uh, a big sci-fi trope. This happens in a lot of sci-fi films where there's like a, a spaceship floating around and then another set of people. Like it happens in Solaris, it happens in um, Prometheus. Horizon. In which one? Event Horizon. Event Horizon, yeah. Oh, this is a very Event Horizon episode actually. Um, and they get on to, uh, so Crichton and Rimmer are kind of moping around trying to find out what's happened and they find... A malformed skeleton, and this skeleton is weird looking. Had three heads. Three heads, um, and yeah, and you just—I'm obviously you, you kind of think it's a, an alien or something like that. Um, and uh, they find out it, it isn't an alien ship; it's a human ship. It came from Earth, um, and I didn't know if that, when when I first watched this when I was a kid, I didn't know if this was saying that. Oh well. In the three millennia that have passed, the Earth's been populated by, by aliens, three-headed aliens. Um, well, I I kind of knew that it was an alien. This is your favourite episode. Get, explain. I kind of <laughs> knew that it was an alien, uh, primarily because you had spoke, you told me on many occasions that everything in Red Dwarf, none of it is an alien. Yeah. It's all man-made, like yeah. human-manufactured, yeah. like genetically so, things. A the word alien and the concept of alien could still refer to something we don't understand about humans. So maybe we're getting too close to our X-Files mm, podcast. Yeah. I want to actually, forget I said that, because I want to say that in, in the X-Files <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> I really there'll be a lot of cross-promotion, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so they see this uh, scary looking alien 
um, what they think is an alien. And uh, what, what, what would you do if you met someone with three heads? Uh, I think I'm rich. W- why? Because I've just met someone with three heads. You'd put them straight into a freak show? Not a freak show. What I would, would you do go. With them? What could they do? Like. I go to the newspapers and sell the story of the person with three heads. And Though, I don't know. There's been two-headed people, right? The Siamese twins and stuff. And mm, yeah, but it's, it's, they usually don't just share two heads, though. There's usually some other... No, like some, some do. Really? Maybe like a, a, an extra arm or elbow sticking out somewhere as well. But yeah, I wonder if there's been a, th- like a triplet um, Siamese twins... I don't think I'm so. I'm going to Google that and okay. I'll stick it on um, uh, postpoppodcast.com slash makeheads if I do find a picture of a triple thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Um, it's person. not very PC, is it? So the crew discover uh, a room full of alien technology and this uh, room is another reason why I thought that it might be an alien ship. I didn't know the rule about there be no aliens in Red Dwarf and everything being man-made and stuff. Um, so they start fiddling around with the with the controls and uh, uh, basically Lister turns into a chicken, um, which I thought was quite funny. Is that one of the things, that, the reasons why you thought this was a, a good episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> Although that was, that was good. I enjoyed that, but it, it wasn't <laughs> what made the episode for me. That's coming up. Um, and uh, yeah, they try to, uh, they attempt to change Lister back um, into a human form, obviously. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, he gets turned into a hamster. Cat um, goes over to try and do what he did to, to change him back. Um, and in the meantime, somehow uh, it kind of fixates on Crichton. And um, because he is part organic, apparently, I didn't know he was part organic before this. No, I think it was his bra- brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a specific name for it. I can't remember what it is. Maybe we should look in the encyclopedia. Uh, but effectively turns Crichton into the thing he wants the most. A human. Is this why you like it? I love like, it. Yeah. Human Crichton is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. I just could not stop laughing. He turns him into the host of Scrap Heat Challenge, <laughs> which is which is great. But this is the second... Uh, I mean, do, do you realise this is the third Christ episode we've had in a row? I know, it's great. Crazy, crazy. Because because if you think up until now, we haven't really had a cat. We've had like one kind of semi-cat episode. It was more about the kind of other cats. But like three in a row, that's six. I know these are out of order, but I mean, yeah, you like it, don't you? I, I love it. <laughs> I thought it's brilliant. Yeah, no, I want more episodes of Crichton oh, as human. I don't know about that. I think we've, I think we've seen enough of, of him. Um, and yeah, so we, um, so this is obviously a, a revelation. And and I don't actually know if this is exactly what Crichton wanted because it was more what Lister wanted. Yeah, that's that's true. He's got yeah. another human on board now. Exactly. How does this change the dynamic? Because Lister's whole like being is. It, how he identifies himself as the last human and now he isn't the last human no. he's one of a couple um and yeah so um apparently mechanoids can, can turn into humans and and therefore lister won't have a slave anymore which is essentially what he made Crichton into um and yeah so Crichton uh, is is a human and he essentially looks like he's in his Maybe like late 20s, early 30s, however old Robert Llewellyn was at the time. Yeah, he looks really young. Yeah. Did did you actually fancy Robert Llewellyn at this no, point? No, I think he was he was quite in shape. Yeah, it's this his Compared his to hair, how he is now. His hair is yeah. quite high. But he's, and he's quite, he's relatively buff. Um, I didn't look. I wonder if you could like change specifics and like change certain characteristics and body traits. That would be quite interesting. 
If you could change one thing about you with a machine, what would it be? <laughs> oh, I don't know. What would you change? Uh, my weight. <laughs> you, you, there was nothing wrong with your weight. I know, but you always want to be thinner, don't you? No, no. I always think the people who are too thin are liabilities. And the reason why <laughs> is because if you're with them and there's a, you're in a plane crash or in your, some kind of incident, they will die quick because they don't have enough body fat. They will die quick. They'll be. They'll slow you down. Okay. And even if they die, you'll have nothing to eat because you can't <laughs> eat them because they're too skinny. Okay. So I think everyone should fatten up for the purposes of potential cannibalism okay. in the future. Right. What about you? What would you change? I, I would make myself a little bit less cute, because it's a blessing and a curse. So well, yeah, Jed, maybe I do that. No. Um. At the moment, like my my my, I've hurt my wrist doing various different sports and things. So. I, and it seems to not be able to heal properly. So I'd, I'd like both my wrists to be kind of like fixed. That sounds weird. Um, maybe like the equivalent of like super laser eye surgery. So my <gasps> eyesight. Yes, good. I want that. I want laser eye surgery. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what else? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fine. I've got quite big feet. Maybe I've reduced my feet a bit. Okay. My feet are like too massive compared to like how tall i am i feel quite I've massive i've got a weird thumb you've got a weird thumb yeah how's it it's just double jointed no it's dislocated oh dog daniela <laughs> okay yeah get that sorted it's a, foot- please. a football injury when i was younger oh, what did you do um i was i think i was in goal and the, the football came towards me and bent my thumb back yeah yeah my thumb's messed up from being in goal as well yeah, yeah. it's almost yeah, don't play football yeah. kids well, don't be in goal, really. No yeah, one wants to be in, be in goal. goal. I quite like being in goal, but yeah, lots of injuries. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Crichton's getting used to um, being a, a human now, and everything is is new to him. Things that he kind of took for granted before, while a mechanoid is is, is brand new and exciting to him. Um, so um, Lissa arrives with uh, Crichton's breakfast, and remember what he had for breakfast. I don't know. Boiled chicken ovulation. Oh, yes, yes, I do remember. Which is almost like the title of the worst thing you can think of, right? Because you hate eggs. I do, and that's exactly how I see them. So I was like, yes, that's basically what they are. Exactly, that's why eggs are disgusting. No, but like, (laughs) it would be disgusting if it was like half chicken inside and and it was... But like, no, it didn't get to that point. It's... Yeah, it um, doesn't get to that point. It's the ovulation. I love eggs. I could eat. I could. You know. You know. In in um, what's that film? Um, a Cool Hand Luke. Oh, where disgusting. He eats 40 eggs. Yeah. Easy. No. I do that now. Oh, no problem. Wouldn't, wouldn't break It'd a sweat. If I went to prison right now to impress people, I'd be like, I'll eat 40 eggs. I don't Boom. know if that's what impresses people in prison it, these days. Did you have you not seen Cool Hand Luke? One yes, of the, I have. One but of that the was that's, that's best a few film years ago. You'll ever see. He, he got beers for those. He, he got beers for those guys, and he eats those eggs. God, that's a man's film. If you can eat 40 eggs, he did it in real life as well. Paul Newman actually ate the 40 eggs. I can eat one, let alone 40. You wouldn't do well in prison, Daniel. No, one of many reasons. Um, And yeah, so (laughs) bring some eggs and he's fascinated by it. Um, And he goes over a list that Crichton wanted uh, uh, to check. And he just, um, because basically Crichton is... um, even though he's been looking at humans interacting with, with a human and, and obviously um, a hologram, he's still confused about certain things. So on, on this uh, checklist, he's wondering about why his human eyes can't zoom, doesn't have a zoom function, and uh, his nipples don't pick up shortwave radio. 
this is this is the future, and and they're still talking about shortwave radio, not even like the internet or no. something. If he if this was remade now, I guess they're making a new series. It'd be like I can't get Wi-Fi on yeah. on my nipples. Yeah. Um, which is which is harsh, but I think Apple are are sorting that out. Oh, good. I nipple. Next upgrade. <laughs> yeah. And he asks. <laughs> Um, and he's wondering um, about ha- having to like, eat and sleep to recharge and not stick his lead in a socket. <laughs> um, and uh, what he's referring to is that he does obviously his penis. And there's a lot he, of he He does specifically say he wants to talk about his penis. He wants to talk about his penis. And, and I, I think could you not did as stop well. laughing. This, this is why you love this. It's, I, it's I did. Oh, this whole scene. <laughs> the Polaroids and Lister's face. So, yeah. And so, you present oh. him with a Polaroid. One Polaroid. <laughs> one and two. Yeah. And when Lister <laughs> doesn't know together. what this is, he's trying to look at it from every angle. And I mean, you guys have seen this. You, you know, when you first see this, you... I'd, if you watch this as a kid, as I did, and I'm guessing Daniela did, you don't know what's going on, really. You kind of do, but maybe you don't. Depends on how old you I are. I lost it when he started referring it to it, his penis looking like the last chicken left on the shelf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it turns out that um, that yeah, he needs uh, two Polaroids to like a widescreen version of a Polaroid <laughs> in order to fit his whole penis in because he was uh looking at a uh was it an electronics magazine or something yeah i was looking at some fancy hoover i think <laughs> yeah and wow and i was i was thinking and i'm thinking now when i, when I rewatched it yeah that, that's very well showing off like that but just just pull the camera back a bit further or just do it from an angle like everyone else does simple okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't know no, did the guys who like send dick pics on, on like Twitter um, and that the lowest like form of human beings? Why? What are you doing? I don't know. You you will be exposed. You'll be caught. Why would why you? Why would that? you want to like? I don't. I don't understand. Well, it. I guess right. Okay, this is this is what I've thought about that in the past. Guys do it to entice girls to to do a similar thing, right? So if a guy girls do not want to get dick pics, like just yeah. just putting that out there. Yeah. Um, but like it's kind of a guy's way of saying yeah you're doing this for me let me do this for you as if it's equal it's not to me it's not it's not equal and also it's well some people's are ugly (laughs) and stuff that's what yeah I wouldn't need to use that machine to change a thing but sometimes (laughs) it could be ugly and the mess and you don't want a a record of that especially she's floating around the internet yeah once it's on there it's on there forever Christ, you know, you know that's going to come back at yeah. you. Like, because be a lot of employers research on the internet these yeah, days as exactly. well. Exactly, and you'll have like you'll you'll be you'll be having like a presentation or something. It'll just pop in, and you're double polarized on when screen. When you Google your name, you don't want the first thing to come up to yeah. be a dick pic. But like, do you know what? I don't like. I know. I know. Like, it's the kind of the thing that girls do now is when they get a dick pic, they expose the guys and go, oh, "Look what I've just got" and stuff. But sometimes I think women are doing that just to sh- to show other people that they're getting attention. To be honest, I don't think I would. I would if uh, no, not that anyone's ever sent me a dick pic. <laughs> but if someone Let's were to, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think I would be publicising it on the internet because that makes me just as bad as them. Yeah. Really. But what do you think of girls? I mean, it's an invasion kind of, of privacy. Do I don't know. Because I think girls do it quite often. I don't know. I, it's a pe- I, I don't that. know. <laughs> I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> I get pictures of animals. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. From strangers just DMing you pictures, <laughs> sliding into your DMs a picture <laughs> of a cat. With a sloth. 
Yeah, so guys, just 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 don't do it. Yeah, tone it down. If, Nobody if you're gonna wants do to see it, that. use someone else's penis. No, nobody wants to see that. No. Why don't I, you send a ne- nice picture of a sunset or a fluffy kitten? Do you know what? That would work. Yeah, better. yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, because I'm not on Tinder, but like I reckon, like Tinder's probably like full of that stuff as well, I right? Do you like a messaging? Th- I'm guessing there's a messaging thing on Tinder as I well. I think from what I gather, again, not being on Tinder myself, but I've got a few friends that are it's a bit of a meat market is it really is it, are there so. more, i'm guessing there's more guys than girls right I, d- I don't know to be honest but okay. i i do know two people that have got married from people they've met on tw- off twin twinder tinder but twin- tinder's only been going re- it's quite recent right uh, i think they know, knew each other a year before they got married okay wow dating a works. year and then they got married so no or a year and then they got engaged rather and then got married a few months later okay so in conclusion uh don't send dick pics to daniela or myself no just don't send dick pics full yeah. stop you can send us some types of pictures you can unless it's Crichton's <laughs> dick pic yeah if you, if you, I, that's, that, that funny. Would show that's um, funny uh, it was a real dick. It was a real dick pic that um, was shown to list. I don't know if I'm sure. Did it he know Robert that Reyes. it was coming? Or he is wasn't that expecting it. That's why his reaction <laughs> is so his, good. His reactions are classic. It his face in, in this. You can tell he's genuinely trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's a great. It's a classic red bull scene. I give you that. One of the only ones in this episode, from, from in my point of view, anyway. Um, and um, yeah, uh, List um, Crichton um, is is kind of still enthused by this, and Lister tells Crichton that he should change back, uh, as he was never meant to be human. And I don't know if this was because he's jealous of the fact there's another human on board, and he just wants to be the only gay in the village type deal. Um, but I yeah, Cr- I don't think so. I think he's generally a bit concerned for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Crichton doesn't want to. He's, he's happy. It's it's something new, and it, he's sick of the old ways. Him having to serve people. So, um, so Rimmer thinks uh, this is the greatest achievement uh, mankind has ever made, and he wants to use it for his own personal ill-gotten gains. And he wants Obviously. to, yeah, he wants to somehow use his old DNA um, in order to create a fully formed. Uh, human being he finds some dandruff yeah and i guess could he transpose his memories of the last couple of few years into that new body who knows i'm sure there's a way to do that it's the future where has he found this dandruff well like well actually three million years kind of cleaned very well yeah well i'm guessing like when they were gone there was stuff put into stasis maybe who 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 knows? knows or maybe he went like the dna signatures kept on file Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, and uh, yeah, so this this is his uh, his plan. Uh, but Cat unfortunately sneezes the piece of dandruff away. That's hilarious. And yeah, Cat does does because there's that episode where he drops a list. Um, Rimmer's light bee in the coffee as well. Yes. similar joke. I yeah. read as well that apparently that wasn't that wasn't in the script. Really? And when they were rehearsing, Cat um, um, accidentally sneezed, and the audience went crazy so they decided <laughs> to leave it because um, I watched of uh, the new series season 12 um, I, I went with Daniela for one to watch one episode sorry season 11 I went with Daniela to watch one episode being made and then the other episode I went uh, with m- another friend uh, to see made Cat was on form he was really re- like honestly this it was one of the best Cat episodes I've ever seen and in between takes it was funny there were ad lib and stuff and it was just really really funny and there's something that happens it kind of reminds me of this bit okay a little bit okay. yeah anyway um more more kind of swearing rather than than sneezing but um yeah 
Yeah. I've, do you know what? I've, so, I've got a real appreciation for Cat from like season three onwards. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I think he, I think it's great. And Danny John Jules is great. I'm sorry I missed uh, your uh, your short film on TV the other day, Danny John Jules, but I'll get around to it, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah. So, um Cat doesn't obviously want to use the the special alien technology because he's perfect as he is. Um, there's nothing he could possibly improve. Um, Lister believes that Crichton is in for a, a major disappointment, though, uh, which he gets when he ends up insulting his spare heads because the spare heads, uh, which kind of rotate every few months or so, he has to break it to them gently that the fact that he's now a human, that he doesn't need them anymore. So, and they, they, they had different accents as well. Yeah, strange. They have a life of their own. For spare heads, he doesn't. We haven't heard Crichton with another accent. Mm. So, and also, do they keep the memories that they have when they're on the shelf, or do the memories that they have while in body stay in the body, or does it transfer yeah, through? Yeah, maybe their heads? there's some sort of chip in the body that. Still, yeah. I don't a know. lot of questions regarding yeah, Crichton's head. Yeah. It's, it's kind of confusing. But can we talk about Crichton's wardrobe for a second? <laughs> yeah, go for Another it. moment that made me laugh out loud. Crichton dressed up in cats snazzy <laughs> suit oh my goodness i completely lost it again i'm not sure you pulled it off uh, no, as well as cat no could. is it pink and leopard print yeah and oh or zeb- zebra print <laughs> actually i think but i do oh, i brilliant. do i wouldn't mind another actually do you know what i wouldn't mind if this was like a two-parter in the next episode he continued to be human and wearing cat's clothes and kind of adopting some of his like yeah i think traits. he's like trying to adopt all the di- all the different traits of the people on board yeah it's, it's really cute. It's like the new kid in school. Room. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool. I mean, this is another dimension to, to the character quite obviously because so far, I mean, we've seen him bre- breaking his programming and stuff and I guess that's another dimension with this. It's really, he hasn't got a program anymore. He's, o- he's off the grid. Um, and yeah, this is a completely new dimension. Whereas before he has rules and set out and he has to follow it and now there are no rules. He has broken all those rules by becoming a thing he is meant to kind of uh, work for um and uh, yeah so his spare heads are not too happy with this at all um and uh they, there happens to be a spare hand there as well which gives him a a two-fingered salute yeah which is interesting so he has spare hands and legs and stuff he must have bought that all over from there from the nova 5 unless he built it while he was there on red dwarf who knows and obviously crying's not too happy with the fact he's he's, he's upset his heads um so uh yeah so Lister convinces him to change back uh by telling him a story about his own uh shameful instance when he went against who he really was by going into a wine barn it was a whole elaborate story about that and um I don't know but maybe I always thought at this bit maybe he was meant to be him maybe he was meant to be the person that came along and helps Lister get back to earth and, and and be his companion because obviously Rimmer can't be the person that Lister wants to be so at least there's another person there who shares all of the kind of traits that Lister does kind of the fact he's human and that, I would love to see that spin off two humans and, and Rimmer yeah maybe that'd be quite good maybe. but you, you, you like the kind of like sex work and mechanoid <laughs> I don't know sex work and mechanoid freaks <laughs> me out um, so um, yeah so they kind of decide that well, quite decides himself that to being human isn't all it's cracked up to be. So yeah, so they go back to what's called the DNA suite on the on the on the ship, 
and Holly uh, gets ready to, to change Crichton back into the mechanoid that we all know and love. But Rimmer uh, wants to first uh, test it uh, using uh, what was lying around, and that's uh, the, the the container carrying Lister's unfinished curry. He was just standing there eating it, chomping away. What's, what's up with that? You know, he, 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 he packed a lunch. What's Smegheads? How long were they expecting to be on the ship for? Yeah, <laughs> it takes five minutes, and but I guess you're a hung, hungry guy, and Lister is human, so maybe he needs the, he needs the energy. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a good way to to kind of get something else aboard that was organic, I guess. So because the curry is organic, um, they are able to sort of mess around with this DNA, and they and they mess around. They do, and what happens is up pops a uh, a mutton vindaloo beast. Mutton? But do they do they make mutton curry? Well, where have you been? They do lamb curry. Yeah, it's, they make mutton curry. It's like the same difference, really. Oh, I guess it depends it's disgusting. on. I mean, I'm obviously vegetarian, but when I was a, a meat eater, lamb curry. Yeah, but great. lamb. But they call it mutton curry. In, in say, for instance, you would you're gonna get to go to a proper um, Caribbean place to get it, like a proper Jamaican like restaurant or whatever. They would call it mutton curry. Really? Yeah, My, I used to love mutton curry. Mm. Yeah, that's one of the few things that and goat curry. One of the few things I miss about being a vegetarian. Mutton. Great, yeah, honestly. Is it not tough? No, no, tough. You don't never cook it properly. Okay. If you, well, I, I would personally boil it first so it's kind of like te- falling off the bone. Mm. <laughs> okay. Right. But now I just have Halloumi, 24 7 Halloumi monster. So this Martin Vindaloo beast um, is appears and he, he kind of looks like a cross between um, Predator. Predator. Yeah. Obviously, alien and a pile of diarrhea. Really, Aww. or like a, a a pile of like volivons or. Mm. I love volivons. Yeah, it's just a weird mix of things. But I mean, all credit to the special effects crew. Like, I mean, I, I'm not sure what the budget was in Riddle, but it's probably not a lot. But they managed to put that out of the bag. And I'm guessing they did it with with a miniature. But it still looks great, um, slimy and all like slurpy and essentially alien. But this is obviously man made. Um, and this this kind of creature instantly, because he's the other, he is a monster. He um, instantly wants them dead. Um, and do you know what? The, the 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 greatest monsters are always things that don't want to be the monster. And I think this is something that Ooh, we see. Oh, like here. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. And that if I want someone to be a monster, I don't think it's scary. You know his agenda. But if it, he has an edge to him, if he, if he if he's because he's just been he's just been willed into existence. He's confused. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah, mm. a bit like Frankenstein's monster. Mm. So you can't blame him for just lashing out and attacking the first thing that's different from him. Um. So this kind of like creature just goes after them, wants them dead, and um, he seems to be. Um, invincible really so they're firing bazookoids at him um, and obviously using the, the Star Wars kind of like whoosh, effects when they fire in the bazookoid bullets there's some good run in some great corridor yeah, run in yeah I really like the corridor run yeah. in yeah this reminds me of um, which alien is it alien the fourth one what's that called again resurrection alien resurrection Eight resurrection, yeah, where they're running around. I mean, they're running around corridors and all of them, but this particular scene reminds me of that. Um, and uh, yeah, so how are they going to beat this monster? Well, the only way to do that is to head back into the thing that made it a monster and turn Lister into something. So for once, they 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 try and do something right, and they ask Holly to intervene, and uh, Holly messes around, which they should have done from the start. Holly's the most intelligent person thing out of all of them. 
and Holly turns them into turns Lister into something which is called Man Plus. Yeah, he's like some superhuman being. Basically Robocop. Yeah. It's just, just Robocop. Yeah, he's got like a Robocop helmet on. Yeah, but he's got kind of like Craig Charles got kind of a weird chin. Doesn't really suit having <laughs> He's like me. I don't suit hats. You don't suit hats? No, not at all. Would you suit like a visor over your over no, the top nothing. half of your face? You have to have a strong chin. I mean you can't for instance, you can't be Batman if you haven't got a strong chin. That's why everyone who's been Batman Chiseled. so far. It's got a nice, yeah, square jaw. You have to have that to be Batman. And I guess you have to be that to be Robocop or anything where half your face is obscured. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. And here, I don't know if... Maybe that's the, the comedy effect. Maybe why you love this episode so much. I don't think it worked. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, so it's essentially Robocop, trademark. But um, yeah, instead of being a, a full-size Robocop, he turned into a mini Robocop. Um which some people call man minus. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's tiny. It's basically like a little troll <laughs> kind of mini, mini version. But he does have, he does have like the ability to kind of fight and I guess he's strong There's some great one-liners in this as well. What, from, from the little mini Robocop? Yeah, and yeah. Cat and, and Lister. Are and I, yeah. just, I just think this is, this is a really well-written episode. Yeah, it's great. It, it, it's a good episode, but to say it's your favourite is, to me, it's astonishing. It's, it's borderline crazy. I loved it. I loved it. It was so much fun. I it was know. so funny. If we were doing this podcast in like the 18th century, I'd have to get you committed. No. I'd be like, this, this, this woman is, is crazy. What's wrong with liking it? No, you like it, but it's not the best. I guess everyone has their opinion, even if it's wrong. I... I I judge the episodes on how much I laugh. And okay. I laugh the most in this episode than All I've right, laughed yeah. in any other episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I found it really funny. Okay. It was my kind of humour, I think. Yeah. This is quite slapstick, so this one. With, I mean, and like, kind of like Adam Sandler type comedy. Not to put, not to <laughs> yeah. put this in Burn. with Adam Sandler. No, but you know, it's kind of like dick jokes and just sloppy <laughs> poo stuff and yeah um but yeah so, <laughs> so he's changing this into this um mini kind of warrior and he goes after the um the beast and uh um yeah they basically get cornered and um what the thing that the beast has to, to his advantage is um well to his disadvantage sorry is the fact that the only thing that can defeat him and they find out from spillage is beer and specifically leopard lager so he's invulnerable <laughs> to um to the bazookoids but but lager because lager is the enemy of uh curry i would imagine milk could have worked just as well you're as right milk yeah. would have been, been yeah. fine yeah so yeah so um it turns out beer is the thing that will destroy the beast. But yes, you say, yeah, milk. What else? What else can do it? What else could destroy I don't a curry? know. I've never had a spicy curry. You've never had spicy curry? No. That's all I'm I have. Too, um, too weak. I, I always find um, drinking um, Coke does it. Oh. It kind of fixes it. All I know is that if you're having spicy food, you shouldn't drink water. Yeah, do you know, people say that. I mean, that's why they give you like um, like mango lassi and stuff, or you, you can have mango lassi, it kind of nullifies the effects. Okay. But, I mean, is your stomach that messed up that you can't take a curry? No, I think it's... I don't know, I think it's just personal preference about taste and taste buds. I guess so. But I always think it's a kind of a, a matter of um, 
tolerance like you build up a tolerance if you always have oh yeah you certainly do i think you, you, if you build up to it you can because you remember like it. when nando first came out and all the boys were like oh yeah yeah i have i have uh, like very hot what do you have I have lemon and herb yeah and i like, built up to that i used to have plain do you know what lemon, lemon and herb is nice it's really it's nice. nice i mean i only have the sauce on chips and stuff because obviously i can't eat chicken um yeah. i also put it on on halloumi um Ooh, pizza halloumi. Or go- or gorgeous but yeah, and I can sometimes have very hot as well, just to make sure that my tolerance is at, at its peak. Um, but you can't, you can't really enjoy it if it's too hot. No, but anyway, no. I should have used um, leopard lager to uh, to yeah. nullify its effects. Um, so yeah, so they figure that out. So Lister throws uh, his can of lager into the uh, mutton vindaloo beast's mouth and shoots it, ripping off jaws. I mean, it's another homage to a film like the previous yep. 15 episodes um <laughs> and yeah so um and he shoots the bazookoid into the leopard lager and it explodes and it kills the mutton vindaloo beast and he this is one of the one-liners that he says um so do you got any papa doms the size of lake michigan oh imagine that this an amazing really papa dom mm. hey i know papa doms are just like no taste massive crisps i know they're amazing i love them it's like if you left a crisp out on on on, on like your windowsill for like a year that's what papa doms taste no, like because crisps Awful. are quite salty so i really like papa doms you, you you might as well just like eat a newspaper it's the same same <laughs> no. consistency and same taste oh what about um chili papa doms what no that's just like putting chili on the newspaper no you wouldn't eat that would you no they're nice i like them disgusting um, I can't believe you won't, eat, you won't eat eggs, but you'll have a poppadom. Yeah. No animals have died for the making of a poppadom. Yeah. Well, actually, how many chickens, how many animals die with eggs for making eggs? Well, a chicken doesn't come to fruition. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, but you could expand that and say, like... See, I don't understand why vegetarians eat eggs, because it has a potential to become a, a living creature. Potential, but it isn't an animal. It's nothing. It's it's just, it's it hasn't been fertilized yet. Yeah, but it could be. So there's a potential there to become an animal. I, I could be I could be president of the United States of America potentially, but <laughs> well, I'm no, not gonna, like, you're not an American citizen, so I could be. No, you can't. Can't, can't you? If I just took American citizenship right now, no, I couldn't be. No, why not? That's why um, Arnold Schwarzenegger could only become governor of uh, right. California. Okay. So, yeah, that was the last line of this episode, and it was a funny line indeed. Um, but, Daniela, it's confusing me why you like this so much. I don't much. know, but in, I love it. In all of it. that stuff, in all of the things that we've just talked about, how is this the best episode of Red Dwarf? I just thought I mean, it none was of the characters so funny. De- are developed. There's, there's no... I mean, there's a but sometimes I don't care. I don't want the characters to develop. I just want to laugh. You saw polar voice to develop. This uh, <laughs> and this just made me laugh a lot. I really enjoyed it. I guess I can't argue with the facts. It makes you laugh more than any other episode. I guess. But I'm so when we come to the Smegheads charts, guys. Listen, Smegheads. I'm worried. I. Uh, we're about top ten min- five, top five. What are you talking about? What are you We'll come to that when we come to that. I feel sick. Right, okay. Comments? Yeah, comments from the Red Dwarf forum. If you guys aren't on reddwarf.co, reddwarf.co.uk um, forum, get on it. it. You're missing out on... You, your fans of Red Dwarf, 
Um, yeah, you won't go that little bit extra to interact with fellow Red Dwarf fans. Just just do it. It's a great website. The front page, full of Red Dwarf news, up-to-date news about the new series, what's going on in the whole Red Dwarf world. And and every, to be honest, it's, it's your one-stop shop for Red Dwarf stuff. Go in it, hang around, go in the forum, talk to fellow like-minded Red Dwarf fans, interact with them, maybe fall in love. If you've had tr- Wow, has there been a Red Dwarf, um, like marriage yeah uh, apparently there has been a couple yeah oh they met then they met on the forum apparently yeah oh amazing yeah I, i've been told Aww. which is which is very very cute um so um yeah let's see what the guys on the forum have to say about this episode and to their credit like these i can't believe how great they are like i i, I post a message saying tell me about dna um and they go and do did it did anyone else love it as much as i did oh we'll, we'll see and see daniel <laughs> please <laughs> right. fingers crossed but you know what? People surpri- surprise me. And people's favourite episodes um, change uh, the older you, you go. Maybe in like when I'm a bit more mature, like a few years' time, <laughs> I will be like, Daniela, you're right. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> and maybe you like Quig a bit more, Daniela. Okay, so here we go. So we've got Slain Monkey, um, who's classic. He, he, always, he always gives his comments. So um, shout out to Slain Monkey. He says, this was a first and only in the series, given that it's three Crichton-centric episodes in a row. I feel you there, Slain Monkey. That's true. I like DNA in that it's a, uh, a good episode with lots of good gags. Okay. Unfortunately, <gasps> Daniela, oh be, no. be prepared. I'm bracing myself. I think the episode gets a little too silly for its own good at the uh, end. And I 100% agree. <laughs> There's no need to throw in like a random, like uh, two movie pastiches in one. So you've got the Robocop thing, plus you've got um, um, Jaws. It's, it's, you're messing around. It, it doesn't f- further any story whatsoever. Apart from comedy. I don't know. What they should have done, this is what should have happened at the end. Crayon was turned back into a mechanoid, but his human penis remained. <laughs> and then from now on, he's Aww. got a big human penis. Oh, no. But like because he's not wearing any clothes, it's just flopping around. No, I don't yeah. want that. I don't want that. Yeah. It, when I make Jed Dwarf, my, my version of this, I don't know, it's probably going to be on, on a different channel. Um, it will be like that. So DJ McBell, another um, um, constant uh, commenter. Thank you very much, DJ McBell. He says, uh, he agrees with Slain Monkey, and he said DNA does seem to stray into silly territory at the end. There are some great bits, though, but for me, the standout bit is the beginning, when the crew are attempting to dock with the ship, and then they are thrown into confusion when suddenly the console goes dark before realising the cat has unplugged it in order to use his hairdryer. Yeah, that was great. Classic. Cat, just from here on in, cat is just brilliant. And like, yeah, from every episode, from now until the end, cat is just great. Um, I think Crichton trying to get rid, uh, trying to get used to being human, didn't go on long enough. Uh, but then they did have rather a lot to fit in. I could easily have done with a few more scenes, perhaps getting rid of Rimmer trying to create a copy of himself for one. Yeah, we didn't need that Rimmer storyline, but I guess you, you might as well have mentioned it. Yeah, it's fine. It, it's on people's minds. It didn't dis- detract from yeah. the enjoyment. It's true. Um, and then Slain Monkey, not one to be outdone by DJ Mabel, comes back and says, my other complaint is that the reference back to Polymorph was unnecessary and somewhat forced, but that's a nitpick. Thanks very much. Simon says, Simon says, 
It was a fun episode. Simon works with trains, Daniela. Oh, hi, Simon. Um, it was a fun episode with some really good comedy, in my opinion. This is also, maybe it's a train thing. Yeah. <laughs> we got a good just, sense of humour. Yeah. You, you got just on British Railway and stuff in the 90s, people were also talking about Red Dwarf. Um, he says it was a fun episode with some really good comedy, in my opinion. This is also the first mention of Lister actually having dated Kachansky because they retconned it because previously he only kind of pined after Kachansky but now because of the books have been out and it mentions it in the books he dated Kachansky uh, and he used the word retcon in as well and retcon out the series one and two stuff about having not been in a relationship with her I agree that it does get a little bit silly towards the end everyone hates that ending Daniela everyone hates really? the ending but not to the detriment of the episode as a whole Phoebe says uh, Phoebe from Australia says uh, her favourite part is when Kat accidentally turns Lister into a chicken and because Phoebe's got chickens oh, in Australia what, what are your chickens called Phoebe? I don't know but it should be called Jen she, Daniela uh, I, oh, oh, I, I was going to say oh, she's named them um, Lister Rimmar and Kat that and Crichton cool. and Holly that would be brilliant that would be cool Phoebe name your chickens after Red Dwarf characters please um, and she goes on to say it was only after seeing this episode that I realised Crichton was the host of Scrap Heap Challenge which I had watched for years before Red oh. Dwarf because in Australia um, obviously the episodes screened different years different times and stuff so yeah yeah. and looks like Scrap Heap Challenge was a big deal in, in Oz which you can imagine because Mad Max had maybe to, had to be a big deal somewhere <laughs> yeah Though I've been watching a lot of Ozploitation films recently which is Australian exploitation films there's one called uh, Dead, in, Dead End Drive-In, which is better than Mad Max. No joke. About these kids trapped in a post-apocalyptic world um, in a in drive-in. And it's how they deal with each other in a drive-in. Awesome, Daniela. Awesome. Um, and yeah, she goes and say, I like seeing Crichton as human, but I was glad that it was only for one episode and not a permanent change. Well, he doesn't like you too, either, Phoebe. Um, Sarah... Uh, says, I really enjoy this episode. It makes me laugh in lots of ways, particularly when Crichton first changes into a human. Yeah, yeah. they are some... Of the, I, I mean, I agree with you. They are some of the best bits. Although I always find it weird to see Crichton as a human. However yeah. many times I see it, it is weird. He's got an unusual face anyway. Um, and I, I read his autobiography, uh, Robert Lewin and the Man in the, in the Rubber Mask. It's brilliant. And lots of funny oh, stories okay. about Red Dwarf and stuff. Obviously, because he's Crichton. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll leave it there. That's the comments from the uh, Red Dwarf for Forum. Um, if you want to comment on the next episode called Justice, go to reddwarf.co.uk, go to the forum. There's a link at the bottom of the page and go to the Red Dwarf and TV section and see my thread about uh, Series 4 and comment. Thank you very much. Um, what's next, Daniela? Uh, the charts. Let's make heads charts. Whoop, whoop. Okay, so let's get on to it. So, let's make our charts. I'll give you a rundown of what it looks like at the moment. And instead of pulling up uh, the website, I've pulled up uh, Letterboxd, which is a habit of mine. Because I'm watching 1,000 movies in three, six, five days, guys. And I'm about nearly 100 movies into it, and it's only January. And the top 10 of the Smakehead charts, uh, number one, Polymorph, number two, Backwards, number three, Thanks for the Memory, number four, Maroons, number five, Better Than Life, number six, Stasis Leak, number seven, Queeg, number eight, Time Slides, number nine, Parallel Universe, and number 10, Camille. Kind of high, Camille, but 
fair play tom stab is quite good at getting his episodes into the charts shout out to tom stab and nick alder um okay so you want this to be in the top five don't you yeah definitely that is ridiculous. top five for me. absolutely <laughs> ridiculous i wouldn't put it in the top 10 i would say because look okay if you put it in the top five you're knocking you're knocking out camille if you put it if you put this in yeah, the top five that's fine i'm fine with that it's better than it's better than camille but yeah. okay you're, this is what you're saying you're saying it's better than parallel universe you're saying it's better than time slides again you're saying it's better than quig and you're saying it's better than stasis leak and better than better than life no it's not come on <laughs> okay we'll compromise somewhere okay it's got I- to be in the top 10 though okay so hang on so how many episodes have we done now all right i would put this the very last one is, is Balance of Power, right? I would put this at like number 12 or something, honestly. No, no. So, we'll sneak it in at number 10. Would you agree? Let me have a look at the list again. I'm telling you the list now. So, if we put it in at number 10, right, it'll knock down the episode Crichton and Confidence and Paranoia, which we loved so much, and Camille. Um, because it's not better than Parallel Universe or Time Slide or Quig. I'd put it in at number six. What are you talking about? I would. At number six. I'd put it in at number one if I could, but that's my compromise. Oh, okay, we're compromising. <laughs> okay, but come on. We can't push down Quig anymore. We'll get riots. Well, I'm not I'm not that massive a fan of Quig. Sorry. Okay. We have to put that at number eight then. That I was going to put it at number ten. I can't, it can't be above Craig and Stasis League. Okay, let's put it in at number eight. Okay, so we're knocking, we're knocking Camille out of the top ten. So the countdown from, from number ten is Parallel Universe. Getting biscuits now. Number nine's Time Slides and number eight is DNA. Ridiculous, guys. No, it's great. Ridiculous. I know there's some I of you out there it. that probably want to it higher, but like, I can't, okay. I mean, it's good. It's a good episode. There's some good special effects. There's some good jokes. So funny. It's a good kind of tone. It sets the season four is kind of the tone setter from from now on, um, and yeah. So there we go. Wow, on that bombshell, Daniela, number eight. That's crazy. Danny's broken out the biscuits. I'm trying to. I'm yeah. struggling. We're because we're going to once we finish this, we're going to move on and record our X Files podcast. Um, so. Yeah. So follow us on uh, Twitter <laughs> and find out all about us. I could, Daniel, I could put a musical bed underneath this. The, do, do you know, a funny fact, Tell I don't on. know if I should, should save this for the X-Files podcast. We can do it both. But the, the couple that um, did the opening titles for the X-Files. The titles, not yes. the theme song. No, well, the, no, the, ti- the, the theme song and the, and the, 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 the visuals and like everything. Snow, right? Yeah, but, the, but they designed it. Okay, you designed yeah. it, right? Yeah. Um, I'm friends with the woman, the wife on Twitter, um, on Facebook. We're Facebook friends. The woman who did the titles on the X-Files? Yeah, we're friends. Did Carol. she do the titles in the new one? No, it's the, sa- it's the same titles. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're gonna mention this on the podcast okay. as well. That's, that's that's a good snippet. That's a that's a good. How comes you know everyone? You know. People say that I know everyone. Mover shaker. Yeah, you know everyone. 
Um, okay. So where can we find you um, on the internet? Should we want to, Daniela? Um, not on a dick pic. But you don't, do you know? Don't send if you if because some of you have your fingers hovered above your uh, your your Twitter. Don't don't send any dick pics to Daniela. She actually right now send her a not a sea otter picture. Yes. Slide into her DMs some sea otter pictures. Absolutely. Um, it could be ones you've drawn, some you've found on the internet. And you can find me at Daniela Vanell Phillips on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P A G R D. Um, and I'm also that on Instagram. Check out my record label, postpoprecords.com. Check out the show notes at postpoppodcast.com slash smegheads. Whatever you do, uh, tell your friends about this. Red Dwarfs, the new episodes of Red Dwarf are coming very, very soon. So spread really the word. Excited. Yeah. And don't forget after this, uh, find out if we've uh, dropped our uh, X Files uh, podcast because I think we will. Maybe I'll drop out a couple of days after on the Sunday. But it, um, I mean, it earns in the UK on the 8th of February on Channel 5. Does it? Yeah. Oh, do you think they've I announced it, for it that? today? Okay. Ah, oh, but they can find it afterwards. The Americans already have it. Let's not be pining the Americans, Daniela. Um, and yeah, so thanks very much for listening uh, once again. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, actually next week, next we've got Rob Juddy from the BBC coming on. He couldn't do this. He does weird times. He does the morning show. Well, the extra, extra early morning show. So he's tired all the time. So he will be on next week's episode. Um, and he is very, very funny. And he has a very, very funny podcast himself. So um, no pressure, Rob. Um, the good thing about Rob, his podcast, he has so many in-jokes, catchphrases and songs I'm going to, Danielle, you don't know this, I'm going to try to integrate some of the songs from his podcast. Didn't you say there's an Italian song? At the end, he always sings this Italian song Uh, and we're going to sing it together at the end of next podcast. I need to practice. Yeah, I'll send you a link. Um, It's it's great, it's great. Very, very funny podcast. I don't nail this. My mum is going to... (laughs) He nails it. Never let me live it down (laughs) as an Italian speaker. It's a a really good song. So guys, yeah, we won't keep it any longer. Have a good uh, rest of the week. Have a good weekend, guys. And uh, we will see you again next week. The truth is out there, Smokeheads. The truth (laughs) is out there. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Smechef, the Red Dwarf Podcast. Smechef is a production of Boast Pop, and you can check out the show notes and other stuff at boastpoppodcast.com slash smechef. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Smechef.